Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to have a, I really appreciated her words, uh, so I have kind of a longer quote from a commentary on today's passage from Exodus from uh, Anathea Portier-Young, who is an assistant professor of Old Testament uh, at Duke Divinity School. 100 hours. That's the off-sighted statistic for how long a human body can typically survive at average temperatures without access to water. In today's Sinai Peninsula, the temperatures average 82 degrees Fahrenheit in May and 91 degrees in June. For those same months, average high temperatures are 95 degrees Fahrenheit and 104 degrees Fahrenheit, respectively. In such extreme heat and with exposure to sun, the timeline for survival shortens considerably. Claude uh, Piantadosi writes, at 90 degrees survival time with limited activity easily can be um, decreased by a factor of two. Now we're down to 50 hours. Exertion, such as walking long distances in the daytime, carrying one's belongings and tents and small children and wrangling livestock along the way, shortens that timeline even further. Piantadosi offers this sobering calculation. Under extremely hot desert conditions, at least 49 degrees Celsius or 120 Fahrenheit, during forced marching, sustained high sweat rates can reduce estimated survival time without drinking water to as little as seven hours, or approximately the time it takes to walk 20 miles. One long day's march on an unusually but not impossibly hot June day was all it would take to finish God's people because they had no water. So if God is with them in the midst of their inmost parts, the very organs, bloodstreams, and cells that require water for nutrition, metabolism, temperature regulation, waste removal, shock absorption, and more. Why is there no water? End quote. Why is there no water? Is the Lord among us or not? Questions that would have been top of mind for anyone camping among the Israelites. I haven't spent too much time in too many deserts, but the few I have traveled through have brought higher levels of thirst than I have ever encountered before. Even hiking up our beautiful Mission Mountains here, a mere two hours from Canada in the Northern Rockies. Those hikes can make one pine for more water than you can carry uh, by the time you finish your hike. Venturing into the wilderness brings levels of dehydration that are severe and bring on feelings of desperation faster than most non-desert dwellers can even imagine. 
The thirst that God's chosen people endured made them question if God was with them at all. Doubt resounded so loudly in answer to those questions that they brought death threats against Moses for leading them into the whole mess. As we encounter Abraham's descendants in Exodus 17, their unbearable thirst seems to be the only thing top of mind. They were not peaceably reflecting on their long campaign for freedom under Moses' leadership. They were not reveling in the miracle at the Red Sea. They were not debating the merits of the teachings received at Mount Sinai. They did not have time, patience, or presence of mind for any of that. They were thirsty, and that was all that mattered. They were dying from their inmost beings outwards and knew that unless they received the nourishment of moisture soon, they were dead for sure, and all their push for freedom was in vain. It's hard to blame them, really. How many times have instances far less severe uh, <clears throat> been anxiety-inducing for us? Anything from car, car trouble to bills we don't have the money on hand to pay can lead many to question if God is on their side. A scarcity of sleep, a delayed meal, or the exhaustion of a day filled with fun activities can be enough to set some people over the edge for all the wrong reasons. It's pretty easy to really get flummoxed by one stressor or another no matter how trivial or how severe. When life gets stressful and hard, it is easy to ask questions like, is God even on my side anymore? Questions like these abound even among the faithful because, hey, life can be pretty tough. Fortunately, the story does not end here. God's chosen people did not die of thirst in the desert, but were delivered through a miraculous event when they needed it most. Heeding Moses' cry that the complaints of the people were too much for him, the Lord commanded him and other elders to go to a rock at Horeb and strike it with his staff. From that rock, the Lord promised a fountain of water would flow so that the people could drink be saved from their unbearable thirst. Moses did as the Lord commanded, and the people were saved from their desperate circumstances. The people who had been delivered from Pharaoh's hand were delivered once again in the middle of the desert. It is significant that the Lord redeemed the people from their thirst using the same staff that Moses' hand <clears throat> uh, Moses that had used to part the Red Sea as they fled from their Egyptian captors. That staff had first been used to remove water from their path so that they might enter their desert wandering, which would bring them to the brink of death. Now that staff was being used to put new water in front of them so that their journey could continue. The staff that had first been used to save them from death at the hands of their enemies. Now was the staff being used to save them from dying from the inside out. 
The staff had first been used to provide the people with a miraculous way forward when they were terrified and desperate. Now the staff was being used to provide the people with a miraculous way forward when they were angry and desperate. God used that staff in powerful ways when the people were in great need. And God did great things through that ancient walking stick. It is even more significant that when the people were at their most desperate, God showed up for them in a profound way that they could not expect or predict. Which one of them, as they seethed with anger at Moses over their situation, could have reasonably imagined? I know. We will just go over to that rock up ahead. Smack it and water's going to come out, right? Problem solved. The Lord's miraculous solution to their problem was impossible for them to predict or foresee. I mean, really, how do you get water from rocks? The Lord who made heaven and earth knows how to do such impossible things. And the Lord proved that the deliverance we need often comes in ways and means that we cannot yet understand. When life gets tough, even to the point of death, and it feels like God is absent, take heart. It is in those moments when God can and does do the truly miraculous to deliver his people. The moments when it feels like God is farthest away could be the moments when God is preparing to save you in ways that you cannot yet see. After all, if God could save the cantankerous, crabby Israelites with water from a rock, imagine how God might show up for you when you need him most. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.